Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Oh my God, I don't even think we need guests because I think all our guests are in the uh, audience. All right, how do we do this? <laughs> our guests, this is our Kill Me Now moment, is the show actually. Right yeah, so here, let's just start because usually I have to. Hi, John! We have to give a Kill Me Now moment uh, up during the week, but today really is this Kill is Me it. Now. This is it. So, it. our first guest, Steve Sharifa from The Sopranos, uh, he wants a car to bring him here. From Battery Park City. From Battery Park City. So uh, Lauren decides that he's going to take care of the uh, car. Lauren is trans, by the way. Enjoy, kids. And uh, he's going to transformer. Transformer. And that he is going to get 
arrange the car. Yeah, and I did. I've been trying to arrange the car for the last 45 minutes. Okay, wait! I... Sorry. Get into the subway, and then you take over after this. And I get a no, no ID. You know how, like, some people don't have the... So, I'm like, hello? Judy! Steve! Uh, Lauren, uh, she said she's getting me a car. It didn't show up. All right, can you take care of it? So then I text Lauren. Yeah, I did that on purpose because that's what he said. And so then I used the, then I called, I texted Lauren, and I got on the train, I got on the express. So I thought I'd get off at 72nd and then take the local. But I get on the express and they say, the next stop is, oh no, I got on the local because it stops at 50th. And then they say, our next, this is turning into an express train. So we stopped at 72nd, then they stopped at 59th, and then they stopped at 42nd and skipped 50. Oh. So I thought, I said, I'm not going to take a fit. I'm not going to react. I went to 42nd. I crossed over. And I took, I took one stop, and here I am. Look at that. Isn't that terrific? Go ahead, Lauren. So you, you, you don't even need a car here, then you're the host. Right. Fuck you, Steve, is what I'm saying. These, there are young Christian children here. Are you guys Christian? Really? Like, like you go to church and stuff? I am a CH. I am a CH. And where are you from? Connecticut. Christians from Connecticut. Gays from the Upper West Side, right here. Okay. Trans from where the fuck do you live, Queens? Okay, so. So um, I wanted to begin today because it's my show and Lauren continually interrupts me. Um, we gotta text our guests and tell them to come on. Yeah, where's Lynn? We have the wonderful Lynn Coplets. You know, all the. What? It's jam packed. I'm gonna introduce some of the people in my life because a lot of them. <laughs> are here. And I thought, you know what? No better guest than the people in my life. So uh, I don't know where to begin. What table number is this? First, we have the CBS Play It people here. Thank you, CBS Play It. Uh, produced Clint the Musical, where I played, I played 
Eleanor Roosevelt and Linda Tripp, the two most attractive women ever in politics. So, and it was a great show, but you know, it was off Broadway and off Broadway goes. But Carrie Lynn now um, is in the midst of separating, divorcing her husband, Congrats. which I saw coming a mile away. They don't talk like that in Connecticut, do they? No, they talk like this in Connecticut. What part of Connecticut? Fairfield County. Fairfield County. What, is that the bad one? Oh, the horses. Horses? The kids are great. I like the one in the red on the end, because he's just, yeah, you're orange. He is the cutest thing I've ever seen. And then the middle girl right here is wanting, she's like, what the hell, why are we here? Okay. And then the black sweatshirt is like, I am too cool for school, uh, so I'm not even going to look at the pot. And then these two are great. How old are you guys? 16 and what? 17? Life sucks, by the way. And you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you guys, you're 16 and 17. I know that you're from Connecticut. Don't believe the climate change, but there's going to be no earth left for you guys. Yay! Have a good night! So, um, Carrie Lynn. What is with the photos on fake on Facebook now? I need to make some money, right? So, yeah. Come up here. You ever take the thing. I want you guys when I talk to you. So what do you mean you have to make some money? Look at her. Um, I know. I'm just going to do some print work. Oh, you're doing print modeling work. Let me tell you a little bit about Carrie Lynn. <laughs> I'm watching the World Series, okay? And all of a sudden, sports. I love sports. I understand you love sports, and there's a lot of people who love sports, but they're not on the fucking jumbotron for like 15 seconds, emoting about the Mets. Literally, the, the Mets, like you know how the, the what, what should we call it, the Kansas City, that like you know how they all fuck, they fuck up at the end. You know how the Mets always screw up right at the end. Yes, I know. In the 11th inning, everyone's at home, like the most viewers. And all of a sudden, Kansas City gets like 20 runs in a row. And they cut to Carrie Lynn Hearn going like, like, all right, I know you're listening, but you can imagine the face going like this. Like, misconcerned, praying, you know, what's going to happen next? I can't believe this. What's going on? Kind of face for like 15 seconds on national TV. Mike Agent can't get me a fucking audition, and yet she's on national television for 15 goddamn seconds her face. And how many people were to you? A lot. A lot. A lot. Um, so Carrie Lynn just put another modeling picture on, and you know what I wrote underneath it? Are you pregnant? You look fat. <laughs> So, Carrie Lynn, thank you for being here. People can follow you on Facebook at Carrie Lynn Hearn slash I'm a hot middle-aged woman. Okay. All right. Bye, Carrie Lynn. We are going to bring up my agent. Let's get up here. This is um, Jamie Harris. And All right. So, does anyone want to go into showbiz at this table? Any of the... No. Don't do it. It's the worst. Okay? We have a kids department. They have a kids, I know, that one on the end, look at this, there's a kids department going up, then, then all the mothers over here can be sitting in the waiting room like, no, don't do it like that, no, you're doing it the wrong, what did I tell you at home, this is all about
regrets. I know. When I go to an audition, right, and there are like kids there auditioning, it, it's it's swear to God, it's Gypsy Rosalie over, all over again. Always. No. And not always. Actually, there's some great parents out there. You have to say that. Yes. Well. And they're right here at they're table right nine. Here. Table <laughs> nine, ladies. No, but it's uh, it's unbelievable. He's not schlep. They're kids. And the well, kids are my like, actresses don't do it because they're like, oh no, I've got an audition. I'm not taking my kids to an audition. But it's <laughs> it's women who maybe wanted to. No, it's yes, it's women. It's like the guy, the thought, the dads at the sports games. Yeah, you know what I mean. That are like, what are you doing here? What? It's like it, they're seven and they're fucking yeah. learning how to throw a ball. No, and I think some kids are great. Like some kids go through it, and and I'm not because Asian, so you know. But I I do see some kids go through it, and they're great, and they they come out unscathed. But sometimes, I mean, it's tough. It's business, you know, business. Okay, name the worst parent ever. Not no, you don't have to name them. Just tell the story. It's Just tell a story. Just a story. Y'all face my hell. Y'all be great. Gotta carry the world out of play. I got fired. No, just a story. You don't have to name names. All right, Carolyn's going to tell us why. Okay, Carolyn, get back here. I think one of our guests has arrived. Do I rock? I have a Clinton one. When we were auditioning yeah. Clinton, you got to turn around to the audience. If you're going to do print work, you're not doing the. You're, oh yeah, you probably will do the back. Okay. Okay, go ahead. All right, we were auditioning Clinton, and uh, I had Monica's lined up to come in, and people wrote on like they they were they were also auditioning Lay Biz. Right. The little kids out in the hall, and we had comments on Facebook like, "I cannot believe Clinton." Is going to be a musical. This is just an atrocity. Right. And you know, I'm like writing back as myself, going, "Please, you would pour your daughter on to be Monica." Yeah, that's right, bitches. Exactly. That's right. up. That's what they do. They're hard. They just stood out there, horrified that we were going to do a show about Clinton. I know. And you look at those kids, and you wonder. I mean, are they going to be on as many antidepressants as me when they get older? I mean, I represent Daisy Egan. And you know, and Daisy, she would actually be a great guest for you. Who's Daisy Egan? She's the youngest Tony Award winner. Oh yes, Daisy Egan. Such an idiot. I'm sorry, Daisy Egan. I'd love to be a great guest. I would love it. I bumped into her on the street. You would love her. And her father's really nice. Yeah, but she she went through a lot. You know. I know. How was she? Really busy. Got a call back. Never got cast. How you know about that? See, the problem with the podcast is when Lauren speaks, what happens? Exactly. I actually laugh when Lauren speaks. Shut the hell up. Not in front of me. Okay, so. Uh, now I love, I love Lauren. All right, so again. So wait, so what, what, she's how old? She's, I, I can't tell you her age. I'm her age. Oh, God. She's in her 30s. Okay. So, what's her hard, difficult life? Well, I mean, she's really, and she has a, a podcast too, or something like that. But she, um, oh, such a good, isn't it? That's what I'm talking about. Great. Huh? She had an abortion. There are kids here. They don't know about abortion. I know, that's true. Sick. But he's not a, how old are you? No, he's not 
Eight, oh yeah, I'm looking at him, I'm like, no, he can't be. <laughs> He's cute too, you should represent him. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, good. So what? No, she won the Tony, and then her mother got cancer and passed away. And so she went through a lot of stuff. It was a, it was a really hard. And then when you were a kid, you okay, can we just stop right here? What? She won the Tony. Go ahead. She did. And then when you're a kid, you're famous as a kid. Right. Right. And then all of a sudden you grow it's up. It's like high school. Guys, are you popular in high school? No. That means you're gonna have a great life. Okay. The people who are really popular in high school. It's like, yeah, I played football, or I was a cheerleader, and that's it. They have no life after that, because nothing can compare to them being like, really popular, okay? I, don't know, I, think I swear to God. Popular. What? She was popular. I went to school with Kurt Warner and Jeff Johnson, and they did okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but Carrie Lynn Hearn went to school with who? <laughs> Who are they? Who are they? Kurt Warner. Oh, Kurt Warner and? Zach Johnson. And Zach Johnson. <laughs> yeah, where'd you go to school? Where'd you go to school? I went to Regis High School in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Regis Philbin? Not Regis Philbin. We're getting to you, Carolyn, right before Lynn comes out. All right, so, guys, all the really nerdy kids, they're going to be so rich. I'm telling. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in high school. Nerdy kids are going to be loaded. Okay. What? Hook up with the nerd now. Yeah. Um, all the popular kids, like you're like, hey, can I win? I'm coming That's it. They're done. They're done after senior year. That's it. Okay. What? I think she was homecoming queen. Were you homecoming queen, Carolyn? No. Yeah, Miss Congeniality. All right. And then, you know, the part, the real funny kids, they're going to like be great and then they're going to kill themselves when they're like 40 years old. Okay? But, um, yeah. Don't, I'm telling you, stay unpopular. I'm not kidding. And read. Do read. That's the biggest thing. Read. Okay, so you're done. You suck at my Where's my, what's my next audition? Um, I have to go back to the office and get it for you. We're working on it. You're, you're working on it? Have, have we been talking? By the way, Clinton the Musical it was, was a great show, and our soundtrack, our CD, just released last week. Yeah. And there's Clint Condoms. Come on, 18 year old needs one. And um, that's right, always use protection. I'm not kidding. Jamie convinced me to do a Clinton the Musical. He did. Why is Liza Donnelly on her phone the whole time? I'm drawing you. You are? Oh my god, I love her. I love Liza Donnelly's hair, ladies and gentlemen, Liza Donnelly. Okay, journalist to the stars. Okay, so um, I'm done with you because you do nothing for me. Bye. Bye now. That's my gauge it. Um, uh, before I bring on... The, I mean, I love this woman so much, I can't even tell you, Ms. Coplitz. I want to introduce you to my neighbors who live across the hall. Um, that's Carolyn, Hi. Carolyn Dyer, and Peter Gershaw. <laughs> Carolyn and Peter live across the hall. They, this, is, um, this is a sitcom. Them okay, so they often come, you know, our, I live in a building where all the doors are open, okay? So um, Carolyn, before she met Peter, uh, had her dog Chance, and Chance and Carolyn were very close, and... 13 years together. Yeah, 13 years together, and I often thought that Carolyn, if it was legal, would marry Chance, okay? 
Right? They said it wouldn't last. Yeah, and so her and Chance, I mean, literally, I remember there were times, because I live right by the elevator, I would hear Carolyn in the hallway say, Chance, do not smile at me like that. <laughs> we're talking about a dog, okay? They don't smile, okay? How would he smile at you? Yeah, exactly, Lauren. No. Anyway, okay. So then, uh, Carolyn meets Peter. And big, big, they're like perfect for each other. Because Carolyn loves Lucille Ball and Peter, I don't know. So um, they had a very nice wedding right after my knee replacement. I was on Viking It. And um, so uh, in the park, it was a lovely, lovely uh, wedding. And then we went to the uh, sushi place in our building, and I hated the sushi place because the door to their kitchen is right next to the front door to our uh, apartment, and I saw the guy picking his nose. Oh. So uh, that was it. I would not have an avocado at that place. Anyway, get it, because it's cream and Booker's are cream. <laughs> so why does the kid on the end think I'm funny? He's like constantly looking like, why are we here? Why are we here? When are we going back to Connecticut? I hate Jews. Okay, so. <laughs> to get this dog, Lulu, who is adorable. I had a dog, Lulu. I did. Yeah. Yeah, Lulu. Lulu is the skinniest, cutest dog, now obese, by the way. Um, she's kind of overweight, Peter. So then, a few weeks ago, that's two dogs across the hall from me, who she literally has long conversations with, okay? Then, I don't know, like three, four... That's my phone that I forgot to turn off, and that's my ex. Bye-bye now! So... Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. A few weeks ago, um, uh, Carolyn decides she needs yet another dog. So now, what's the dog's name? Barbara Streisand? Barbara Stanwyck Streisand Walters. Barbara Stanwyck Streisand Walters. Very cute dog. Very cute dog. But I feel bad for Chance, because Chance got all the attention, and now, boom, Chance is number three. But Peter makes a lovely martini. Uh, I'm telling you what it's like in my house. So... Uh, like, I'll get up, I have nothing on, Peter knocks on the door, I just open it. <laughs> Literally. And he's either going to get ice or take my ironing board. I swear to God, I don't even know what he's doing. Um, so anyway, those are my neighbors across the hall, and Peter is rent-a-husband. So anytime I need something fixed, I'm like, Peter comes in, what can I do, what can I do? All right, so that's Peter and Carolyn, thank you. We have Sarah and Tessa from Primary Stages, where I teach solo performance. Um, they're fantastic, they run the Ellinghorn School of Performing Farts, and um, this is where people come in, they're performers and they just fart, that's all they do. And we have the wife of Lauren, Hemda, is here, who was molested by Jackie Martley earlier in the week. Uh, yes, yes, she was, okay? And I want to thank you all for being here. John Mudd, one of my lovely students, is here, who I love, very handsome. Um, Liza Donnelly, amazing writer. What? 
Well, cartoonist, but you've written. You have, I've read things that you've written. Writing, drawing. Eh, you know, you can't be a cartoonist. Like, I find cartoonists very fascinating because they're comics, really. They're social commentators. And it's really, a, it's, it's the most incredible way to present a joke. It is. I find that you're coming, you're going to be a guest on my podcast, Liza Donnelly. Okay? We're going to arrange that, Lauren. Oh, yeah. I really, because I find you to be a genius. And, a com you know, and you're a com and you love comedy. I love, I love what you do. I mean, a lot of people get out there and talk. You, right, so you can't talk. But you draw. I could never go, oh, I could, and it's like, what? and it, the thing is, it's so, it's one photo. It's like one cartoon, and it tells a whole story. Lynn Coplitz. You know Lynn Coplitz. Lynn Coplitz is a very well-known comedian. Comedian. I hate the comedian. Do you like comedian? No. Comic. Comic. And um, I respect her on many levels. And the most respect I have, uh, and I respect her most because she came today and made it, unlike Steve Sharippa, who's waiting for his car. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the incredible Lynn Coplitz. Oh, my God. He's getting an agent. He got an agent. How, how old are you, buddy? 11. 11. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I know when someone talks directly to you at 11, it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, that's exactly the face he gave me. <laughs> but it was more like, I'm going to fucking kill you if you don't shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because they don't want to be spoken to directly, and it doesn't get a lot better if they become right. grown men. Right, right. <laughs> it's, just, it's just added with them right. saying, I worked all day. Right, right. Yeah. <gasps> what do you um, want, bitch? Huh? You know what I hear a lot? Oh my god, Dajan is so mad that I said fucking bitch. Look at him. You're from the South. Are you kidding? Okay. You think what do you think kids watch these days on the television? He just mixed this for me. What is that? Amaretta <laughs> sour. Oh, I gotta get a drink. Let's have alcohol. Here, do you want some of this? Uh, I, I brought yeah. some. What is that? I have I don't know. It was I have like, one of my was in my refrigerator. It was all I had. Um <laughs> now first of all. To the to the boy. Are you guys from New York? Are they from New York? No, they're from Fairfield, Connecticut. No, Fairfield County. It's kind of. What? Am I wrong? Yeah. Okay. They're like our food food cousins. See? Yeah. Right. Like they have. Are you guys live in a big house? All of you. Big houses. Yeah. Do you have this one? And they all have their own room. Do you all have your own room? Okay, so anyway. Or a cowboy. Or a cowboy. Or I own a Starbucks with someone and they also live with me. Okay, so I, I'm telling you kids, did you watch Celebrity Wife Swap? It was on this week. We were on Celebrity Wife Swap and you can watch it and you can see how tiny my apartment is. So I live, I guess it's about a thousand square feet. Uh, we have two bedrooms. We have one bathroom. One bathroom. My 14-year-old son. Do you is, all have your own bathroom? <laughs> my 14-year-old son is six foot four and has a size 15 men's shoe. My other son, Henry, is about six two, but he's in college. But he'll come back. Yeah. I clean up urine every morning. They don't get it in. They can't get it in. Then the other one can't. It's too much effort to lift the seat up. So when I go to sit down, I'm like, oh, great. Thank you so much. You know what I'm talking about, boys. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking okay, wait, about. So the agent's upset because we're cursing. But here's the thing. In New York, in everyone, you've all heard. See, have you guys ever cursed? Do, do you remember curse? curse? Yeah, all the time, right? I heard a kid in the park ask for his fucking apple juice one day. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love Lynn Collins. The, okay. the mother yelled at him, and she was like, hey, no, please. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> That's my lady. And you're not. Are you offended by my Parents. I love the parents. Not at all. This is the world. I don't give a shit. We brought him here. We want him to learn what life's fucking about. All right, kids? Yeah. Now, Eleven. Eleven. What's your name, Bob? Eleven. Huh? What's your name? Gino. They're Italian. I love it. Gino or Gino? Gino. Gino. Are you Italian, Gino? I, like, they love the I grew up next to the Antonellis and the DiSavinos, and all I lived at the Antonellis' house. Grace and Grace and I, I just, like I'm just like how annoyed the boys. What, what are you all getting for being here tonight? Are your parents giving? <laughs> Wait, are you going? Are you going to a show after this? Dinner. Dinner. Where are you going to dinner? Carmine's. Smart choice, not to eat But I just want you to know the original Carmine's is a block away from my house. Okay? She has Carmine's, of course. So we, uh, um, okay, well, I'm just going to tell you guys how many cars are you in? 
You're staying overnight? Wow. Just for us? And it's not even that far away, Fairfield. No, wait, wait, I want to know this. Do wait. kids have their own room in the hotel? Or who's sharing? Who's sharing? The kids are all in one room. The kids are all in one room. Two different families. So each family. Okay, all I have to say is, have you ever eaten at Carmine's before? Yeah. Okay. There's going to be a lot of farting tonight. That's all I have to say. I'm not kidding. If you get the Jardinera pasta, it is like a fucking fart. Like, I swear to God, don't go outside because you literally will fly in the sky. So, that place is fart central. Which okay? is fun with your brother and sisters. Look at Jamie. I can't represent her anymore. She's talking about farting. Lit. Thank you for being here. Um, Thank you. Uh, and, and That's my agent. agent. I have a new agent, and I came here the other night, and she was on the fucking show. She was the economy. She opened. Oh, Carol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm supposed to go with them, too. At least I'll be your agent. No, they're both agents. Your agent's, agents. Your agent's agent. here, and he's sitting yeah. center. Right. I Hey, my agent, that's Carrie Lenner. Is that your agent? Yeah, I don't. 
Jamie. So that's my neighbor. Guy, should yell at because we get auditions for you? Yeah. All right. I do it all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, neighbors oh. across the hall. Hi, everyone. And that's a family from Connecticut who came in. And representing someone else. Oh, well. And they're Italian, Steve. All right. We like that. Very nice. You're probably related. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit. Hi, Gino. He's cute. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Steve and Lynn. Steve, um, uh, I, you know, I knew Steve many, many years ago because he was a booker in Vegas, literally. And then he gets a friggin' part in a movie. And now he's like, I mean, he really is, when you talk about stepping in shit, he nice. stepped in shit, but he had the, he had the talent to back it up, and he was always a nice guy. But you know what? If any almost any job in yeah. show business, it's, it's about stepping in shit. It's kind of lucky, and, and I mean, you got to deliver the goods at some point. But it's the right place, the right time, yes. the right role, the right you know. It's like hitting the lottery. You know? The only uh, thing that bothers me about Steve and Steve has did you didn't bring me any sauce? I didn't bring sauce, but it depends what you say. You won't get any, but. She graduated from Troy University, got a master's degree. I can't believe you've ever listened to me this much. I do research on everyone. Ask Lauren. That's true. I do research on every person. Uh, I mean, I have more info about Steve I'd like to share, too. Mm -hmm. uh, penis <laughs> as well. But um, Lynn is, is, you know, a very hard worker. And Lynn, I have to tell you that she comes to New York. She does. Do you stand up? Yes. Oh, okay. well, she does stand up. And it would appear it would have been alcoholic now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three in the afternoon drinking. I've got one that I've got. I've got alcohol. All right. So Lynn, uh, you know, realizes, and I did this, and a lot of comics don't do this. The comics will come to New York, and they'll be like, I'm a comic, and they'll go out at night, and they'll starve, and they'll complain that they're tired, and they don't do anything all day, and then they go out, and, you know, you have to have a general, you know, you so Lynn, I'm not kidding, she went on stage, she had never, I guess you did your set and you gave it to your mother for the first time you're on stage. Before you're going on stage, you hand your first time on stage set that you wrote to your mother and just went up there and spoke. And then the head of the, the person who won the comedy club was like, oh, you want a weekend here? That never fucking happens, okay? Because I wrote, I, can I interrupt? I wrote something that I thought was like comedy. So it was about gerbils in the bud, and it was like horrible. Wow, that wasn't. We got Tino. Oh God, look at my agent. No, but gerbils in the bud. He's it was not like that. Don't go there. But if this was back, Don't you know, we're there. talking 
many years ago when the whole when the whole um Ed Richard year yeah, and, and and it was all like really not me. Like I don't do any comedy. It was what I thought comedy was supposed to be. And I wrote it, and, and my mother came from Virginia, and she was sitting in my little apartment in Chelsea, and I was reading it, you know, doing, and it was doing it all sticky, like, you know, so guess what? And my mom was like, this up there, when I got done, she went, what is this? Like, she was so confused, like, what the hell is this? Like, you're a funny girl, like, what, what is this? Like, what, what, what is this topic? What are you talking about? You never talk like this? Your, your voice, it sounds funny. Because I used to act, and I would, I would do lines with my mother, and she'd be like, why are you talking like this? And I was like, you don't know acting. You know, like, I would get so mad at God. So now I was doing the whole, like, you don't know comedy. And um, we went we went to Gladys' comedy room, and I and I, I was holding, it was, you know, the open mic spectrum were like 100 people, like, it was packed. And my mom was sitting next to me, and my mom, this was my mom's answer to everything. She said, we can go right now and get the lobster and pretend this never happened. <laughs> And I handed it to my mom and she went, what are you doing? It's bad, but it's something. <laughs> and I said, and that's going to be me. And she said, that's bad. Do you, you think? Well, that's so you think how was your set? It was good. I got, okay? I got laughs. I was so gross. she said, that's a good story. To you, it's bad, but it's something. Is that how she treated her husband <laughs> as well? Or her relationships with men? It's well, bad. My, like my first father, no, we left it, like in the middle of the night. And, like, uh, like, oh, I remember my mother waking me up and she said, I was like eight, and my father was involved in the mom. So you and your mom screwed it up in the middle of the night? And my, my dad was involved with some bad people, but he was like a dumb That's friend. like you, Steve. Is she still alive? And Steve's actually your dad. Well, yes. Yeah. No, Steve, Steve actually wrote a book. Uh, I've written many books. I know, but one specific book about being a dad. Yes. Uh, which Big Daddy's Rules. Right. Raising Daughters is tougher than I look. Right. It's a comedic look at Raising Daughters. I'm but, not Dr. But there was one incident that, you know, really... Now, kids, listen. Because this exact same thing happened to me. We went away, and, you know, it's the first time you leave the kid alone in the house. And you're like, no one is allowed to come here, no. And you come home, and there's, like, stains on the carpeting. Yeah. Uh, I was one, and look, can I tell you what happened to me? I was in Vegas. They were honoring Florence Henderson. I'm on stage, and my neighbor calls, Basha, and it says, um, something's going on in your apartment, and we, the police are here. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, hey, everyone, let's welcome Florence in. And, like, literally, yeah. So you had the well, same thing. Yeah, yeah, we went, it was my anniversary, I think it was like the 20th anniversary. My daughter was like 17. And, and really good kids I have, so never expected it. Never even, since she was watching her sister, never even had to say, never had to tell the doorman, no one comes up. Because a really good kid, never thought it would happen. We get back from San Francisco. My wife is looking at the floor, like, and she's going, what's, there's all these footprints on the See, floor. See, it's the right? floor, I'm telling you. So, so, we start, 
you know, questioning my younger one. Then I lie to my daughter and say, I saw everyone there on tape. The doorman. That's a good one. And you know what? She fell for it. I didn't know anyone was there. Yeah. I said, I have a list of everyone. I'm going to call everybody's parents. And we didn't do any of that. But I think that really pissed. And really, she didn't go out for like a month. I mean, no, for two real. months. And it's the best thing that ever happened because really I've never had a problem with it. You know, now she's obviously. So always make your friends take off their shoes before. Right. You guys are going to say. She, tell me this isn't mental. 
She cleans the bathroom, I'm not kidding, with palm olive. <laughs> Dishwashing liquid. That makes sense. It does? Now how long have you had it? It's probably a family secret. How yeah, long have you had it? Years. I, I feel like she will die it? if I don't, if I get, huh? Why can't you find it? I can't. No, Guilt. Yeah, it's too much guilt. 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 Yeah. yeah, you know what you do is you get another. Let's ask the rich people. No, now, have you fired your, your staff at all? Is it easy for you to fire your staff? No. You do it. What do you say? You love it, don't you? You love it. I do the father loves it. What do you say? You chop. You're the head chop. What do you say? Like say, I'll be the. Say, what do you say? This isn't working out. Oh no, yeah, it's not working out. So you gotta go. What? Right, I'll be the clay group and you're gonna do it. Ready? Oh, I hope everything's okay. I'm gonna go pick up my son at the hospital and then I have to okay, get out. <laughs> she speaks English, you're cleaning up? Oh, right, the cleaning lady. Does she speak English? Yeah, they're in Fairfield, Connecticut. A little bit. Yeah. Whatever. They're good looking? Who's married? Who's married to him? Get rid of him now. <laughs> She got another cleaning lady, and I swear to God, it was like getting an old dog a puppy. She got another cleaning lady, and then the one that was that been with them forever got more competitive and worked harder. Yes. No way. It's true. No. All right, I'm gonna get another cleaning lady because I can afford it, Jamie. Okay, thank you. Oh, so we're gonna get a cleaning lady. <laughs> no, tequila, not tea. Tequila. Uh, no. Feels like no. this should have been established before the bond. Is Cabo Wabo good? Do you clean the bonds? Cabo Wabo. <laughs> is it good? I don't want to get a headache. Maybe I'll have, I'll have a more tea. Well, you want to show hands? Do you have any potato vodka? Just get kettle rock martini. I don't know. I like I like the potato. Kettle rock martini. Kettle is potato. Yeah. No, it isn't. That's some crazy coffee. It is? All right, I'll have a kettle of oh, No, wait, I want it neat. Yeah, I just learned that! Neat. With extra olives. Is neat. No, I don't even want, I don't, I, I want it very dry, like my vagina. Like an 88-year-old woman's vagina, you know? Kids, you'll understand that. My vagina is not dry, I swear to God. I don't know how dry it is. Check, please. That's how I order. I have to tell you, when I order a martini, when I order a martini in a, in a restaurant, I say, like, uh, Chopin martini dry, like an 88-year-old woman's vagina. I see what Chopin. Can I get a Chopin martini? So, what? Chopin? What is Chopin? Chopin. Oh, Chopin. Uh -huh. Okay, so the two of you, Lynn, yeah. um... Uh, used to be when people, I started stand-up in the 80s, and you never had to bring people to shows, and I just went everywhere. I did street fairs. I performed, I swear to God, I performed everywhere. But you, when you started, you had to bark outside. And so you know those guys? Listen, got family from Connecticut, rich! So, um, when you walk down the street, you see people like, oh, you've got a comedy show, we've got a comedy show. Ignore that, okay? 
What? That's what I want, Jamie. I want an episode of Blue Bloods and then a recurring. That's what I want. I'm really aware of that. Okay. <laughs> Do you think they put a Jew on, on uh, Blue Bloods? <laughs> yeah, I think we were Bernie Madoff's wife or something. You can start the new one. I'm not judging you. Oh, he's amazing. How you can't get Judy a part of a murderer on something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the first thing I got you? Oh, yeah, I was the rabbi on the Big C, on the final episode of the Big C. I was the rabbi at her deathbed. At Laura Lynn. That's a very serious part, and I loved it. I like doing serious. Well, I think you'd be good as like a judge on uh, Law and Order. I Judge on Law and Order. You have to be Law and Order. What, Carrie Lynn? There's only one left. I know everyone's on Law and Order. Except us. Except I, I did. Let me tell you what my last agent said to me. Okay? Just, I'm not kidding. Law and Order is my acting. I'm just telling the story. So, I uh, auditioned for Law and Order SVU. Okay? The best one. Okay. This is years ago. And then I get a call from my agent who was a cocaine addict. And she's like, That's Hi, a little bit Judy. of a red flag there. I know. Hi, Judy. Um, so Hi, Judy. I was, yeah, she, well, first of all, I, I was auditioning for a forensic gynecologist. <laughs> okay? I swear to God. She literally calls me up and says, Judy, um, you booked the part of the forensic gynecologist. How appropriate is that? Because I'm gay, so I know everything about vaginas. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's not like I'm going to be like, they show a vagina, and I'm going to be like, you go for more parts as vaginas than anyone. I know. I do a lot of vaginal stuff. Do you know what else you'd be good on Law and Order? I think you'd be good as a, like a defense attorney or one of the uh, I did that attorney. on regular Law and Order. But who, who's doing some gay rights that like, go really gay? Yeah, gay rights. Like, really Why do we have to throw gay stuff? She yeah, exactly, Steve. That's because, what I want to be. Because if they had Kathy Griffin do it, I think you'd be better at it. You'd make a great dead person. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do they get paid, the dead people? Of course. Yeah, of course they get paid. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Do they take like a Xanax before? What happens? I mean, if it's, if it's the body. Yeah. Yeah. How much? It's, you know, less. Should they? You like uh, that? Like okay. that. So, uh, you get the part. When you got the part on Sopranos, yes. did you know, oh my God, this is it? Not at all, because I uh, I just flew in, I, I got the role, and I, they gave me one episode. And, uh, I did six episodes. I, had a, I was living in Las Vegas at the time. I had to fly myself back and forth, put myself up. It cost me oh, really? twenty-four thousand to make twenty-two thousand. No way! I, swear, yeah, I, paid, I paid my own way. Would not pay travel. I took oh, a shot. Thank you. you know, wow. I looks better. I took a shot, and it, it paid off. The next year, they, you know, moved me here. And all. That's smart. Wow. But you know, got to take a shot. I did. Uh, okay, uh, Lynn, you. You got work immediately. Like, you got on that Life and Style show. Like, you went to Stand Up New York. Carrie Hoffman. Carrie Hoffman owned Stand Up New York. We used to call him Coffee Breathman. And, um... Isn't he the... Isn't like, he the... Uh, yeah. He's Sinatra, Sinatra, Sinatra guy, yeah. Old Jew eyes, we used to call him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
needs more attention on him than on his, like he needs more attention than his clients. Okay, so. Any one of Carrie's, this is what was hilarious to me about Carrie. The first time I went to Montreal Comedy Festival, Carrie was with me, I'd been doing comedy like six months, which is outrageous to be going to Montreal at that point. And um, Carrie was sitting with me, and I was much younger and thinner and whatever. And he said, um, when I tell you, you're gonna go up the stairs. Go! And I go, what's up? And he said, don't question me, do what I tell you to do. So I walk up the stairs and I look down, and they have these big networking parties. Oh, yeah. And Carrie running around to network execs going, pointing as I'm walking up the stairs. That was one of his first big moves, right? <laughs> then he would say to me, now just go with this. And he would slam into me at these cocktail parties in Montreal. And I would spill my drink, whatever. And then he would go, oh, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Oh, Jeff Zuckerman. Have you met my daughter? Oh, my God. And that really was the one of his plans. Is that true? I'm going to Can I tell you my? Do you want to? I will tell you my. I met a lot of people that way. I'm going to tell you my. I got a deal. I had two development deals. Sorry. I know you did. I never got a development deal. I'm the only comic that never. I did get an HBO. Series. They don't give them out anymore. They're I know. Used to, right? um, you should have watched it. Everybody came up back with one. I did. Yeah. The mid '90s, right? Did everybody like? Go yeah, on. I did. Now it's digital deals. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you my Carrie Humphrey story. I think you're going to enjoy, and then I'm going to tell you a Kill Me Now story. Okay. So Carrie Hoffman, it was about 1986, and uh, I was doing stand-up, but I was a secretary as well, because I'm a Jew, and my parents were like, you know, you have to make enough money to get health insurance, I swear to God. So, and, you know, pay your rent. So I was a secretary, and so they were doing, they had just opened, and Carrie Hoffman would get on stage, he owned the club, and he would open the show, and he'd say, Oh, is this the club, the, uh, the the only time you've seen a Jew without making an appointment? That was his opening joke. It was so fucking stupid, like he's a doctor. All right, anyway. So, um, they do, I, I went on and did, you know, competed in The Funniest Secretary. So he starts the show, he's like, we're going to have Funniest Secretary, um, and the winner gets a weekend here, and uh, a stand-up New York hat, a stand-up New York t-shirt, and I said, okay, so, you know, he announces this, and then the, we have the contest, and of course, I win. And he's like, I win it, is Judy Gold. And so I walk up, I'm like so excited, right? I'm like, how old am I, 20? I don't even know. And I'm 23 years old, and I won the fucking, I won the funniest secretary, and, and I'm walking off the stage, and he says, we don't have any heads of t-shirts left. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says to me as I'm walking down. Right. What? Remember we were having dinner at, uh, at Gabriella's yeah, or somewhere. Like that, and he came up and oh. was like, hey, I still owe you that t-shirt. <laughs> he is out of his mind. Then is he I, still working? No, he's just he the fact that Frank's not He still has Tom and uh, Tom Hurts and Mike Boyce, I believe. Oh my God! I'm gonna see him tonight. We have no, we have no hats. We have no I've been with him for 16 years. We have no hats and t-shirts. Really? He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah I love him. You I mean, him I as a, boy, a girlfriend? As a I client? I don't say go fuck yourself. No, as, as a client. I'm trying to edit myself. No, as a client. No, as a client. Yes. Okay. Let me just tell you something. He came to. Uh, I just do a menopausal. I just tell people to go fuck themselves. Take it easy. We got the kids. Uh, <laughs> we got Tina. Forget it. We said vagina. What else have we said? Anal? Have we said anal yet? Okay, anal. 
Okay, that's number one. Number two was I'm at the Comedy Store, main, uh, no, original room, and I'm doing a late night set, and there's like four people, they're at a table, they're laughing, they're there, and I was like, and I really, I had to do crowd work because there were like 10 people in the audience, like, like here, tonight. So, um, and I said, oh, what are you guys celebrating? And the woman said, uh, I'm getting my leg amputated tomorrow, I have cancer. And I was like, oh, well, it's all about you, isn't it? Oh, 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 oh. your leg, and they loved it. They loved it. I, then I would do a joke, and I'd say, you know what, guys, but I don't have cancer. So why don't we move, and it, was, it worked. It really worked. Go ahead. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I really don't have a lot of them, because I, I, I usually just turn, try to turn it into something. I don't, well, I, I, I we don't had an experience in Montreal, didn't we? This past, uh, not this past Montreal, but yeah, oh, we did. But we, before that, can I tell you one? Yes. One I do remember. It, I was in Denver, and um, it was one of those weird nights. It was a oh, Sunday night, so we'd already done like four, five shows, you know. And it was the end of the thing, and I could tell people were in a weird mood. And I said, "Where's <laughs> my act?" So I go, "Does anyone have anything bad that they need to talk about?" And this lady goes, "My yeah," and I said, "Okay." What, what happened? And she said, my cat died, and my my father is ill, and I'm going to have to be his do not resuscitate, and I'm, I'm annoyed by it. Annoyed. How do you so, be someone's do not resuscitate? Yeah, but no, you're the one that has to tell the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, no, you're the one who says pull the plug. Right. So, I, I got it right away, like I just kind of, something, it clicked and I said to her, are you close to your father? And she said, no. And I said, you've been estranged for a while, how long? She said, 10 years. And I go, and now the asshole's strapping you again to some big decision and you don't even get to grieve the cat. And she said, <laughs> she said exactly, with tears in her eyes, I said, I had the same situation. <laughs> And this is in a club? In a club. Oh, Pat. So I said I had the same thing. And with my father, I said, I'll give you one piece of advice. When they call, don't, when they call to ask if you should resuscitate, don't say, how much is that? <laughs> <laughs> Just say, I'll be right over with a pillow. Oh, Just started making fun of, of the bad day. Right. There's a famous story about Burt Reynolds. He, before he was a big star, he was uh, in a bar drinking here in the city. As, as a guy kept saying, hey, "What the hell do you think you are down there?" Blah blah blah. Kept talking shit over and over and over, really drunk, harassing him. Burt Reynolds gets off the bar, goes down, punches the guy off the stool. The guy has no legs. It's a true story. A true story. No way. I'm telling you, it's a true right, story. Michael, Look it up. I'm telling I want to put this out there. Look it up. When you see, there used to be the guy on the skateboard in the subway who had no yes. legs. I don't know, torso man. Okay. Yeah. He's still he, used to go, he is? Yeah, he's so just a torso. I need to know. Is Ben Carson here? I need to know. How do they pee and shit? Like, is there? Well, this is a tough one. You gotta have a strong upper body strength. I thought a lot about this. That's a tough strong one. upper body strength, and um, 
just roll yourself into the bank. I know, but how do you, like, you eat and then... You hold yourself up on the top. Okay, okay I'm done with that. I'm done with one of my best friends. One of my best friends in the world is blind and has one leg. And he he had to he had to come live with me. Sorry, when I'm it, just it, it happened a couple of years ago. He died. He had diabetes. A diabetes. And um and uh, you know people good. people get very judgmental kids. When yeah, when happen. people have diabetes because you know it's no, but like if you don't go to the hospital all the time, or did you go see him at the hospital? I'm like, listen. Uh, he knows I'm there for him, and I did. I finally said, if you can't get into the, like, he was trying to get, like, a halfway house thing. I said, you can come stay with me. I live like a three-floor walk-up. I have a Yorkie that bites you when you leave. And, um, and, and at the time, I had shit all in the hall everywhere, and I said, I, I'm, I'm on the road. No, like, you know, boxes okay. and stuff. Like, and, uh, uh, he lived with you for a long time. So, well, he come, he said, can, would you mind? I can't get into the thing, I really don't. And I said, of course, he's one of my best friends. So I said, right. come. The day they got there, and I've known him since college, the day they got there, I was at the tanning salon, and I was late getting You go to a fucking cancer tanning salon? It's cancer. It's really not a big part of the story. I know it was, but I still go over So I, um, I show up, I'm running late, and I text him, like, I'm sorry, I'm running a little late. And he's on a stretcher with the ambulance like the ambulance, and they're all, they they got it, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I was tanning. Uh, oh. like, oh. I'm sorry. And everything did not fit for my apartment. Like they gave him like a like a shower chair that didn't fit in my little bathtub, so I threw it out. So the, the EMT guy goes, Is that his shower chair? And I go, It doesn't fit Mac. I'm gonna have to use a chair from the kitchen. So I just put it in the bathroom. So the guys walked in. And they were mortified. Like the EMT guys didn't want to leave him with me. And they would shit all in the hall and stuff. They were like, How is this how he's gonna live? And Mackenzie just said, Go, Lynn, please leave us. And then he yelled at them and said, Unless one of you want me to come live with you. It's like an episode of Misery. Yeah, that's <laughs> wow, that's incredible. How's he doing now? Uh, he, he's he, dead. He's, no. Anyway, uh, she got. She passed away. She, she passed away. She's dead. She passed away. He's bad. He passed away. All right. They passed away. He passed away. But we did. We've been friends thirty years. So when he was staying with me, he stayed with me six months. We got in a fight. Do not judge what I'm about to tell you. We got in a fight, and I told him I didn't do it. I just told him I put his leg on the fire escape because we were we were angry with each other. His prosthesis. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. And um. And he, and he heard me open the window and everything, and I said, I'm putting it on the fire seat. And next thing I know, he goes, your mother wants to talk to you. <laughs> and I told call my mother. And you know my mother said to me? My mother goes, Lynette, is this where you want to be? Lynette! Is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back? Is this what you want to be doing? It's so great being a Jew not having to deal with that bullshit. I got to tell you. Make sure you don't become a comedian. He's a deranged people. We have it much better. If nothing else, that's what you're going to come away with. Do not be a comedian. Yeah. You're a little deranged. You know what? Jesus is a Steve, you have to tell the story about how, your how you were told that your character on The Sopranos was being killed off and passed away. Uh, <laughs> right, so you haven't seen it? Oh God! You haven't seen the show? It's eight years ago. That ship is sailed, man. I just want to point out, Kemda from Keith 
when, when, when they were going to kill you off before you got the script, they would either call you on the phone and say, listen, blah, 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 you got to go. Or when you went to the read-through, they would tap you on the shoulder, David Chase takes you in the office, we love you, blah, 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 you got to go. All right? So one day, I, um, it's about 11 o'clock, I'm reading the paper about your apartment, David Chase, his assistant calls and says, David, hold for David. You know, and like this is the boss. He doesn't call. I don't hang out with him, you know. And uh, he says, where are you? I said, well, I'm in the apartment. He said, well, I'm on my way over. And I said, you're coming over here? And he said, yeah, I'm coming over. So the old man calls. He said, Chase is here. Wait, wait, wait. How did you, what were you thinking? Well, at this point, I'm thinking, Something's wrong, you know what I mean? He definitely thought it was bad enough. Yeah, of course, you know, it's like January. That's the Jewish part of you. So he, he <laughs> knocks on the door, I open it, he's got a parker. Like one of those crappy parkers when you're a kid with the yeah. shitty fur. Yeah. <laughs> and he hasn't been out in the sun in like 30 years, so he's great, you know? And, uh -huh. and I open the door and he goes, well, I guess you know why I'm here. Like a real hit, yes. <laughs> I guess you know why I'm here. And I went, I guess? He said no, and he stood there with the parker on. He didn't take the cat coat off. Nothing. No parker. Oh. And he had the parker on with the, at the kitchen table, and he was like, it was like a pen, and he was like tapping it. And I said, well, how does it happen? <laughs> and he was very vague. He didn't want to tell me. Well, there's a train store, there's a thing. Oh, he told you? Yeah, he said there's a train thing, but he didn't go deep. He said, well, there's a train and thing. And I said, all right, well, I didn't know what to say. Did you I never, say why? I never had a real conversation with him for the first six episodes. He never even talked to me. Like, I saw him one day in the last day of shooting, and he, uh, we were walking down the, the block, and I introduced myself. I said, hi, I'm Steve. I play Bobby Michael. He says, I know who you are. I said, well, we never, he never said hello to me, you know. So uh, we just stood there, like, kind of staring at each other. It was really uncomfortable. He was tapping a thing, and I went, well, thanks for changing my life. And, and he was just oh, like, you thanked him. I said, thanks for changing my life. And he went, oh, you deserve it. Steve, did you consider asking him, is there any way we can rethink that? No, because it was, almost, it was almost over. And I know people did try to talk him out of it. Right. And then there was, uh, I remember Dre and Mateo when she got killed. I love that. One of the best. I guess she she was told, right? She was told like six months before it happened. So, you know, you know you're out of work in six months, and you got to work every day. And, and I guess David said to her, well, you know, when I told you, you didn't seem like you cared. And, and he, he said, well, what the hell you want me to do, Beck? You know, and it's like, you know, this is it. This is how it goes. And hey, listen, you're out of work, you know. One, you don't want to, the show is great. We're all friends. Now they're going to kill you off. You're out of work. That's the bottom line. There's no still to set and hang out. No! Doesn't he do that on Saturday Night Live? They say he still comes around, right? John Lovett so, still acts around. Maybe he'll throw me on. So yeah. that was it, yeah. I went to college with uh, James Gandolfini. He was oh, in my yeah. class, yeah. You went to Rutgers? Uh, I went to Rutgers, oh. yeah. Good guy, good guy. Greatest guy. Oh, yes. Uh, Carolyn Hearn's daughter goes there. She loves it? Yeah. I know, it's a hard school. Yeah, Mason grows his heart. Uh, so, what was, what happened, like, how did you feel when you heard that James had 
And uh, I remember sitting there. She, I, she asked me to stay. She said, come in and hang out with me between shows. And I stayed with her. And I, my mother was dying. My mother was very ill. And I said, you know, my mother's dying. And it's really difficult because she's so much a part of my act. And, you know, she said, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if your mother is, if you're expecting it, it doesn't matter how old she is, it doesn't matter if she's cognizant, it doesn't matter anything, it matter. It, it's your mother, it's your mother, no matter what, it's a big one, it's a big one. And, um, and I thought, I swear to God, I thought to myself, oh my God, what am I going to do when Joan dies? Because she has been in my life as long as my mother's been in my life. She's the reason I became a convict. And, and I remember through my career, I would see her, I remember she had a show, a daytime show, and she, uh, I had just had uh, Ben, or Henry, I think I had Henry, she always gave me sage advice. Like, she was always like, I said, my my uh, my, uh, my partner's like, oh, you because I would come home at night and the kids would wake up and I would spend time with them. And I and I breastfeed Ben, I love breastfeeding. Anyway, and I would spend time with them and, and, Sh and Sharon, my ex, would be like, you know, after you're screwing up their sleep. And I said, Joan, I don't know what to do. What do I do? And she said, it doesn't matter what time you spend time with them. It matters that you spend time with them. They're resilient, and that's all that matters. And I just, I never felt, I never cried over a celebrity dying until that happened. And Lynn was very close with Joan. Right about it now. I know. Well, she was and, a friend. And, and, you know, to me, she was a mentor and a friend. And the same, and with you, too. But what I wanted to say was, when she was still in the coma, we still had a lot of hope. I got there, and I just wanted to see, be supportive of Melissa and Cooper. And Mel said, came walking in, and she was in ICU, and she said, do you want to go see mommy? And I said, oh, it was her crying. No, 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 I just came to support you. It's okay. And she said, no, I want you to come. So she takes me back there, and we're walking, and people are coming out crying, because the Jews were like, the Italians, and they were sobbing. And Melissa said, I just asked, we still have hope, please don't make a scene. And I said, I won't. So she pulled the thing back, and I said, Joan, whatever you do, don't go in the light. Uh -huh. and, and Melissa said, get Lynn a chair. So she she got me, because she said, I have stuff to do, Lenny, will you stay with her? Well, you know, cause I guess, because I was, uh, you know. I did Hollywood Squares with her years ago, and I was in the square next to her, and the camera guy, he's like, before every commercial break, they would yeah. come close, she just kept saying, back that thing up! Yeah. Back that goddamn camera up, I told you! You got the fucking light? Guys, if you ever wanted comics when they go on stage, you and you want to know when, they have to know when they're supposed to get off, they get the light, that's the light right there. You see it? We, we covered many topics. Um, I want to thank CBS for being here for Play It. CB and S are here. Liza Donnelly, who's going to be a, few, a guest either next week or the week after. I love you. Chemda from Keith of the Girl. Chemda is, I have to tell you, I don't know if you know Chemda. Chemda is the original podcaster. Um, Chemda told Mark Maron how to do a podcast. Wow. Um, Kevin, how long has Ethan the girl been on? Are you a comic? She is. 11 years. 
11 years, she makes a living from her podcast oh, that's good. and has taught every fucking, what an, are you on anti, any antidepressants? If so, what are they? No. Uh, Steve, none? Not at all. None? Never? Not my thing. Never. Wow. I'm not depressed. I'm doing all right. He's going to have a song. I drink um, vodka. I drink a lot right, of vodka. Lynn, are you on any meds? Yeah, I'm on Adderall. Been on it for like almost 15 years. Wow, I'm in the Ritalin. I have the Ritalin. Yeah. Up to Adderall. I, I don't want to be on it, but I try to. I mean, forget it. I try to. What hours have you Oh my God. It can't fucking get one thing done. I swear to God. My kids are like, Mommy, why are we leaving? I'm like, because I have ADD. But when you're not, when you've been on it for a long time, you know, you feel like you've been cooked inside jail. Right. You can't, you can't really? pick your head up.